Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Happy Hour with Victabulous. It is Victoria, <laughs> Victabulous, <laughs> in the flesh. I don't know why I'm so nervous. Yeah, it's all the energy that you normally have coming to this. I'm exhausted. I'm a mom. Don't don't give me that oh, look. I'm just a mom, and I'm taking two summer classes back to back. Exactly. Um. Anyways, rude. Uh. Yeah. So we missed last Friday. Uh. Because. I forgot that we were going out of town at the time we were doing the last podcast episode. Um, so just got completely busy with that. And, you know, it was our first family trip as a family uh, with traveling with two kids. I don't think we never even took a plane ride with our first kid. So all the road trips. Yeah. Yeah. easy, like, which is a little bit more easier and doable with kids. Um, so, yeah, this was our first little bout of traveling in the air and uh, we went to um, a friend's wedding that was that they are having a wedding out of uh, town wasn't too far so we were just um yeah we decided to go um it's my husband's best friend so just wanted to take the opportunity to travel since we haven't been able to again for obvious reasons um so yeah <laughs> you sounded like you're gonna say something. Well, I, I you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, well, I tend to do that a lot. Well, don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. Your days are numbered. Okay, <laughs> you've been helping me a great deal, but it's time to take over the reins. Back. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, that's what we were doing. Uh, it's very, very, it was very exhausting. It was hot, um, but we did it, and now we're back, and we are never doing it again. No, <laughs> I mean, the flight was surprisingly the easiest part of the whole thing, even though we had a good four-hour layover. Um, and we are again traveling with kids, so I have a three-year-old. We have a three-year-old and a three-month-old, so. That can go either way, but it didn't. So it was luckily, thankfully, it was very, very easy. And our son wasn't crying to, you know, the three, our three month old wasn't crying too, like, you know, fussy at all. Like you hear sometimes these horror stories on plane rides, and you just don't, you know, once you become a parent and you're traveling, you just dread becoming that parent or your kid. But, you know, just, but even though it's understandable and it's not your fault, and, it shouldn't keep you from traveling, you know, it's, your baby's going to be fussy, maybe even more so being on a plane at that high altitude with the pressure and all that stuff, but I don't think that we should be punished for it or judged for it, you know, in the way of like, oh, well, you shouldn't be traveling. Um, excuse me, I want to travel. Yeah, it's just one of those simple things of understanding that, you know, there's only so much you can do as a parent, like, uh, I, you know, I don't mean to reference someone who's been canceled but uh louis ck had this joke where he's like you know talking about when he was traveling with his girls how um you know people would be giving him looks like you know are you gonna do something about the crying baby and he kind of like shrug and you know kind of nod in agreement and they just act like he's smothering his kid until the kid passed out or you know and they're just kind of like you know sorry like you know my bad like what what do you expect parents to do like yeah just stay home and do road trips like sometimes like short road trips are doable long road trips can be a little bit if not more 
tedious and more exhausting because your kid is having to sit in the seat for a long time and kids just get like antsy you know they want to get out they want to move so it's better to get there as quick as possible and sometimes that route is done by plane so that's what we did anyway so that's our little rant about traveling (laughs) with kids um don't be discouraged it's not supposed to be a discouragement it's just it is a lot of work kids having kids is a lot of work so being realistic you know it's not every day is going to be perfect you know I mean, as much as we want to imagine our son is like the best thing to ever, you know, <laughs> grace this face of the earth. He's got his days. Yeah, I just think we were lucky this time around and maybe who knows the second time around we won't be as lucky. Um, but that's just life, you know. Um, so that's, that's all I got to say about that. Um But yeah, but if any, anything, it's a it's a teachable moment. We learned a lot this first time around then hopefully the second time around when that happens it'll you know we'll do things a little bit differently just to help make it easier for us um because that's all we can do and yeah and it'll be somewhere that we want to go (laughs) it's not gonna be like not that we didn't want to go but it's just uh, if it was like okay so we went to ohio but that's not going to be our first choice to go again. It was for our wedding. So we were going for to support our friends and everything. But if you had asked us, you know, if it was for any other reason, the likelihood of us going there would have been very slim to none. Um, East Palestine or Youngstown or somewhere out there. But it's I mean, if you're like us and we're California natives, it's very rural. You know, it's, it's one of those places where literally everything closes at like 8 p.m. So if it wasn't for fast food, I think we would have starved to death. Um, right. And then also the the weather, you know, even though we do, do um, we do come across, you know, we do get humidity every now and then here and there, but it's not like, yeah, it, it was very humid. And I, mean, I honestly compared to when we went to Cancun. Yeah, but I mean, it's Cancun. You don't have the beaches and the all-inclusive drinks and meals <laughs> that make up for that small little, you know, inconvenience or you know, whatever. So. Oh gosh, okay, Mr. Vampire. Yes, first time ever you got like tanned or burned and. <laughs> okay, but we all did. Um, anyways, so that was that, but we're back now and happy to be, and I hear we're going to have another heat wave. So yay. (laughs) (laughs) Just as long as it's without the humidity, but it's fine. You know, we have a pool. We'll, we'll, you know, make do as we always do. It's, It's not something we're not used to here. Um, but anyways, like I said, uh, last episode, we are going to do a review and discussion of. Uh, the Night Hunter, which came out in 2018, and it's starring Henry Cavill, aka The Witcher. Um, okay, Mister. Yes, go ahead. Well, you say it. No, don't, don't, don't. Do Just say it like normal. But... Fuck. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, uh, yes. So it is like I said, starring Henry Cavill. And also, um, it is starring Ben Kingsley, Alexandra Daddario, Stanley Tucci, Brendan Fletcher, 
uh, Mika Kelly, Dylan Penn, and Nathan Fillion, aka Castle. I just love him. Nathan Fillion were in this. Yeah, because they kind of had very kind. They're not very large roles, but I mean, I know Stanley Tucci has a bigger role. Nathan Fillion was in it for like two scenes. Okay, well let's not let's not give it away too much before we get into it. But I was blown away when it turned out Nathan Fillion was a robot. Okay. Anyways, anyways, so it is a very suspenseful, you know, kind of um, like psychological thriller, and it's it's definitely like a mind fuck when it comes to these this type of movie it's just like you think you know what's going to happen you think you know but then it just you know turns out being completely left field but it's still like it all and it has a lot of like oh shit what the fuck moments and especially like there is a moment too that I'll get into, we'll get into shortly too and more specifically um like if you're a new mom don't watch this movie <laughs> because there is a baby involved so i mean you know um but you'll keep listening and you'll know specifically what it is. And I mean, talk about holding your breath. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. You're just all about the pun jokes today. Um, so anyways, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. So Henry Cavill plays a detective, like a murderer. Homicide, homicide detective yeah um and he's kind of like partners with alexander Daddario's character who is um he she she kind of like is a detective as well but she does more so of the interrogation um with the um suspects is that what yeah. I'm trying to say? Yes. Okay. Not, not quite an interrogator, but someone who, you know, interviews these Maybe people. she's a psychologist. Doesn't really like... That, that seems more the, uh, yeah, she seems to be like the, the, like a psychologist who's trying to understand or, or get it, you know, not say, like, not to become their friend, but just sort of be get on their level of trust to where, you know, admit or talk about um, the crimes that they did. Um, more so specifically, um, the movie starts off when this woman is running through the snow. She obviously, she's been captured. You could tell, you know, she's been captured for a few days, if not longer. She's in distress. She's escaped and she's trying to. Yeah, she's, she's just been through some stuff. Um, you know, she's been tortured and all that. And so she's running through the snow. Um, she's clearly being chased. Uh, so she's just trying to, um, get as far as away as she can. Unfortunately, she's in the snow. She doesn't have much on her as far as clothing or, you know, resources. So she has to, she's just trying to get as far as away as she can. She comes across this, um, bridge and she's finally come to the conclusion that she's just not going to not going to make it like she's either going to like she's not going to outrun this guy or whoever's chasing her and she comes to the conclusion that she'd just rather be dead than recaptured again um so she stands at the edge of this bridge and falls off and i don't know if she timed it right but she just happened to fall on a lumber truck um if that's even what you call it yeah, a logging truck. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know if she actually dies there or if she just dies from the elements, but I don't know. Yeah. 
well, it's still a hard fall, and you're falling yeah, on lumber, and then her or and then her condition that she was already in, you know, it seems like she wasn't being fed. She was like again being tortured, so her body was just done. And then again, like you said, the elements, you know, it's cold, um, and then adding to whatever injury she sustained from that fall, and then you know just riding out like on the truck for however long. Um, anyways. So she eventually dies, and that's how um, this case comes to be um, landing in Henry Cavill's character's lap. His name is Detective Walter Marshall, um, and he suspects that the victim leapt to her death to escape from a captor, which is true. Um, so he's trying to... So they start to have, a, they make this an active investigation. You know, it's a homicide. Um, all evidence is starting to point to her being captured, that she in, that she was kidnapped. I don't know if they found any kind of uh, missing persons claims or anything like that. Um, but so, but it was enough for them to start an investigation, you know, maybe possibly lead to um, other women who are captured. Um, and then it kind of goes to... Um, Ben Kingsley's character who you don't know too much about him right off the bat it kind of builds up as you um as the movie goes along and he has this kind of partner who's a young woman someone that he's like taken in under his wing um and they kind of work together and what they do is they kind of are they're not detectives or anything like that but they're yes not against the law but you know take the law into their own hands exactly because when you work with the law there's only so much you can do and so yeah um so what they do is the girl acts as a young teenage girl kind of you know just like the perfect predator bait exactly so what she does is she lures these predators into like a hotel room giving off the implication that that's what she wants and everything um but really it's just a way of capturing them and then yeah and that's when ben kingsley's character comes in and um basically what the scene showed was that he has some kind of medical professional person on the down low that obviously works under the table and castrates them pretty much put it into not so many words um for their their i mean you know it's just a whole once predator always predator kind of exactly yeah so that's what they do they kind of you know let's take the law into their own hands and they capture or they teach these predators a valuable lesson and they don't even involve the authorities. They just, you know, this is what you want to do. Well, here you go. You don't have yeah, a penis to... The venom out of the cobra or declawing the cat, you know, so there's no way you can do this again. Exactly. And um, which is, yeah, it's very, uh, you know, very effective. Um, so that's what they're doing. Um, but she 
the girl tends like she what she does is like so they do this to this one guy and that's like their case closed okay so now it's time to go out and get another predator so she's waiting waiting for i think some guy to show up that she met online or something i think that's how they they target these uh, these people and bring them out is that she targets the predators um online with online chat rooms and stuff like that i guess she was supposed to meet somebody at a diner they didn't turn up so she calls the guy her partner to come and pick her up like you know that's blown or no show something like that um so the car pulls up to pick her up and what and who she thinks is her partner but in fact you know ends up you know the scene plays out obviously you know it's not him um he shows up the partner shows up shortly afterwards and he's you know to pick her up only to find out that she's not there he's starting to question everybody and finds out that she was she got into a car with somebody but that's all he knows um and meanwhile uh the detectives you know they're the task force they're starting to put the pieces together and find out you know um where she was coming from, what direction she was running, this the victim was running from, and so they hone in on this uh, abandoned. Um, so, um, just a little bit more um, research on our end. So, they're trying to do, you know, make they have a case. They're trying to find the captor, um, but the breakthrough comes inadvertently when the when Ben Kingsley's character, Michael Cooper, who ends up being, um, he's a former judge and his, his partner, um, Laura is kidnapped. So he goes to the, um, detectives and he lets them know, you know, Hey, she's been captured, but, um, in the face of this circumstance, we have these like, uh, trackers implanted in her earrings so So obviously they were prepared for this for something like this yeah to happen um during their um vigilante sting operations um which is smart um exactly so um with this information they're able to find uh laura and um other captive young women in a mansion that's owned by Simon Stoles, a man who appears to suffer from mental disability. Um, they find Simon, he's arrested, and the police attempt to determine if he's responsible for the actual abductions or if he's working with someone, which they soon um, find out that he, with just how many women he's captured and how long he's been doing, like how long it seems that, you know, based on the evidence at the house, that's been going on for quite a long time that he's got to have uh, a partner of some sort. Um, So in the investigating Simon's background, um, they discover that he was born from a rape um, and his mother's attempted suicide before giving birth to him. Um, While Simon is in custody, the police force find themselves um, being targeted by another attacker who they suspect is the partner um, because the more they investigate, you know, in this case and all these kidnaps, uh, kidnappings and captures, they, um, what is it, uh, people who are part of this investigation 
are being targeted. So like, <laughs> like my husband mentioned briefly before, Nathan Fillion is a robot. No, he, um, <laughs> spoiler alert. No. Um, so he's walking with one of his coworkers, friends, um, to their car, you know, they split off to go to each other's car. And shortly after Nathan Fillion's character ent- gets in his, unfortunately it explodes. Um, so this obviously puts them on high alert that they, that they're being, you know, watched and, and, as well yeah targeted and obviously they know who's a part of the team who's you know it's just like they're they're being informed of this information that someone who's working on the outside shouldn't be able to know all this stuff but they do um so Uh, so yeah, Nathan Fillion's character, he's a technician in the investigation. His name is Matthew Quinn. He's killed in a car bombing and uh, his fellow technician friend, Glaslo is forced. He's put in a predicament to free Simon. And this is the really shitty part that got me in the movie because we just watched this like, what, not even a week after I gave birth to our son. <laughs> Watched it like two days later. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, it sounds interesting, you know. Exactly. Why not? Stanley Tucci, you know, these are likable people, actors, so it's like, oh, it can't be that bad. No, it's it's horrible. But anyway, so um, Glaslo soon becomes a target of the next target of this um, attacker and. he comes home. His wife has been drugged. He has a newborn baby. Can't be much older than our own son, probably. Um, but he comes home to find that his wife has been drugged and his infant is infant daughter is Ming. Um, and her life is threatened when um, he, like, receives... Does he receive a message? I think he does. Like, he's... I remember it's like a note, but he receives, yeah, like a message. You know, just saying, like, hey free Simon or else your daughter's gonna die so it was this whole thing like Gaslow's trying to do this and then um Simon's being interrogated you know it's just it's a whole lot going on they put Simon back in holding in his cell while they're trying to figure out this investigation they don't the detectives don't even know that this is going on with Glaslo because obviously he can't say anything. Again, his daughter's life is, yeah, is um, on the line here. So he inadvertently, I think he pulls like, he calls the bomb squad or something. So he, um, yeah, he does some kind of, um, he has to, he makes just any way for the, um, yeah, the system, like not the system, the police station has to, um, evacuate. So they're all going out one exit at Glaslow comes in one uh, and, and the other and has to, um, and freeze Simon and, you know, at the same time is trying to like ask where his daughter is and all that. So. He's driving Simon to um, 
a planned destination to where to drop, you know, to drop him instructions to where to drop him off. And while he's doing that, um, I, the, the, the psychologist um, played by Alexandra, her name's Rachel, she receives a package that was addressed to her from uh, Detective Walter Marshall, Henry's character. Um, so they, they suspect that it is uh, the, an explosive. An explosive. Yeah. So um, her and det the detective Marshall are all that's left in the building as everybody else has evacuated. They call in like two people from the bomb squad to investigate the package. And um, at that time, Laszlo drops off Simon. Simon gets out, jumps into this van. It takes off. Doesn't say anything about, doesn't get any kind of information on where his daughter is. He's kind of just, you know, left to his imagination, unfortunately. Um, so he heads back to the um, police station. All the while, the bomb squad is opening this box and comes to find out it is his daughter, infant daughter, in there. And she is look her body looks completely lifeless and you're just it's just the most intense and especially, fucked up scene especially postpartum postpartum yeah i'm looking i'm like and i literally looked at my husband and i'm like why 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 do i pick these movies it's not like i knew that there was you know it's not like in the preview either they show yeah, this you know you know, and it's not like a, it's not like a freaking, you know, amusement park ride like, oh, pregnant women, please do not watch or please be advised. You know, it contains this. Um, so they open it. Do you think like in the future there's going to be things like trigger warnings? In, like, if they don't, they're stupid. They should have trigger warnings already. Like, uh, I don't know. But I mean, even Disney should probably do true warnings because I got all emotional with the Disney movie. So it's really there. There, there's no, there's no safe movie really. I mean, unless it's a movie that you've already watched. But even then, still. The whole like racial uh, insensitivity. How they have to start putting those things at the beginning of like Peter Pan, where it's like this movie is made back in this time, where it was okay to be racist towards Native Americans, and you know that's how they portray it. Redskin well, uh, I don't know. We're Sorry, I, I, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> You're getting no. I know we're already in a dark spot with this movie, but still. Okay, so moving on back at the police station, um, they are opening this box. It's the daughter. She's this just fragile little thing, and her eyes are closed. She doesn't look like she's breathing, and then. Right at that moment, the dad shows up and he's like, sees her and is just dying. Um, everybody's like, kind of like, oh fuck, like, yeah. like not only did the you know did they let Simon out into you know whoever has him, like they realized that you know a yeah Gaslo uh, like betrayed them, and now his daughter's dead. So it's like it's kind of like all this. It's like a trifecta. Like Simon's gone you know one of their own but i feel like it's understandably like come on now what are you gonna do this case is just getting worse and worse by the minute and it doesn't seem like they're getting anywhere so 
their hands are tied. But anyways, luckily with a very long delayed moment, pause, like of just like this baby's dead. The baby's not dead. The baby breathes in a breath of fresh air and, but it's still just like this edge of your seat, biting your nails, hugging a pillow type of moment where you're just like, son of a bitch. Um, so luckily the, the daughter survives um, and she's reunited with her dad. And, but this just means that the police have to get their shit together. And now they have to find Simon all over again, but now they have to also try to find this uh, partner who they have no clue is, and you don't either. So you're just back at square one. Okay, so the police luckily were able to recapture Simon shortly after that. Um, they kind of had a bit of like breadcrumbs that they, that led them to, you know, they did some more investigating and they were able to um, track down his father, Simon's father. Um, you kind of get a glimpse of this random guy around the police station slash I think hospital or something yeah. when all this was going on. And um, you weren't sure if he was the partner or not in this investigation or in. Eh. Yeah. So they're, they're finding files and they find Simon. Um, but it turns out he killed his, his dad. Um, and then, um, but when they go to capture Simon, it's not Simon. You can kind of, because Laura's there, and she's, you know, she's kind of already developed a connection with Simon, um, but then this Simon starts talking and making perfect sense. As opposed to, again, like a disabled man's kind of childlike babbling, like this aggressive, angry, like someone, again... With malicious intent, yeah. So they're starting to figure out that either this Simon guy is really good at, or maybe he has just multiple personalities and he's able to control and switch back and forth, back and forth from them. Um, and just adding to this crazy mind manipulation, um, tactic. Uh, I, the, again, not to spoil anything, but I assume that Simon here had like, Disassociative identity disorder, or like you, you know, like you said, you just have different personalities. Yeah. But. So to twist and create more chaos in this already psychological thriller, uh, Cooper discovers that Laura is missing once again, and I don't think she's wearing her earrings this time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it didn't like specify that part, but she is missing again. He's, you know, starting to freak out. He's losing control. And he goes to the police station because he wants to, again, the vigilante of him comes out and he wants to just take Simon into his own hands and deal with him how he deals with predators um he's letting his emotions get in the way basically um all the while simon is 
you know, being held again. Um, Rachel, the psychologist, is trying to further interrogate him and try to break through and just get inside of his head to figure out, like, what is going on and everything. You know, she kind of dishevels herself to make her... Because she feels like she resembles his mom a bit, to an extent. She she even does that. She, you know, sees a photo and she tries to help that process. Yeah, she kind of um, makes herself more lookable. Yeah, she's she doesn't, you know, she's in a suit and everything. So she kind of, you know, takes off the jacket, dishevels her, um, you know, messes up her shirt, her hair, you know, just to make her a little bit more not relatable, but. To get closer to Simon, yeah, to get closer to Simon, you know, in her own way, mess with him and in his head enough to to get him to let her, to let her in. Um, but this isn't working, you know, or at least he's trying to make it seem like it is working, and he's playing with her back. Um, all the while, the families of the victims who they, you know, the missing women who haven't been cat or been yeah that are still missing you know they want answers you know where are their daughters um so they decide to do like a press conference and simon they're escorting simon out from of the police station and he then all of a sudden again his like his personality switches and he goes from being with this like you know not incompetent, but just having uh, suffering from a mental disability to all of a sudden being absolutely coherent and yeah, you know, he starts talking about the victims um, who didn't survive and just mouth talking, trash, mouth trashing, like just trashing them. Mouth, yeah, mouth trashing, whatever. <laughs> um, whatever he just starts ripping into them you know being disrespectful obviously this is stirring the crowd that's what he wants um and then this is where you said ben kingsley's character um cooper um tries to take him or intervene yeah yeah so he goes, he's trying to, you know, capture Simon himself, um, but the police escort is, you know, who has Cooper, or not Cooper, um, Rachel, she's she's following him as well in the same car. Um, they get into, like, a car accident, I believe, and Cooper shows up trying to capture Simon. Um, all the while, um, he's surprised by um, another man who looks exactly like Simon. So this is where you come to find out that Simon is a twin, and an identical twin. And his brother has, is the mastermind behind this, and he's using Simon, along with his disability, to manipulate him into helping him as well. Like not with not just capturing these women, but manipulating the police as well to keep their Keep them off their... Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is why they murdered the fathers. They don't say that there was twins. Exactly. There's know. just kind of tying up loose ends the for the more that the investigation gets toward... You know, leads towards them. Um, unfortunately, Cooper's 
characters killed um, and Rachel is captured by Simon and the twin brother. Um, yeah. Um, so they kill Cooper and they kidnap Rachel before escaping um, and using a tracker that Simon left in the police station um, the team that's led by Detective Marshall is able to locate the twins by an icy lake um, where they are holding Rachel and Laura so it's just another mind game to distract the detectives so that they can try to get away um, uh, fortunately Laura is able to uh, escape and um, Marshall is able to take the um, take Simon the you know who's mentally disabled um, brother hostage in order to convince the other brother to release Rachel and so it's kind of like he's using um, you again another stressful scene they're out on the ice um, it's obviously thinner in some places, like the, the Simon twins are throwing like flaming tennis balls to melt the ice. And, you know, I guess that's, that's why they say that's where they dumped all the other bodies. Yeah. Um, and, and what is it? It's what is it? They have Laura and Rachel in these body bags or sleeping bags or yeah, yeah. something. They have them in some kind of like body bag or, or, or sleeping bag to, and they are coming to their, you know, and it's kind of like he's play, making a game out of it of who can get out of the their restraints and escape. Yeah, who's going to survive. You know, or who's going to get hit with the... The, the tennis balls. And yeah. I, I, was, I thought it was more so like it would melt the ice, like or at least cause it to weaken so they collapse anyway. Maybe it is that too, but also just to kind of, again, mess with them. Yeah, you know, see who's the weakest link who can, you know... Yeah. Um, but also, what is it? Um, the brother, you could tell that this, the, this, the brother who's like the mastermind behind all, like this whole entire, um, thing, he's very abusive to his brother and he plays like the, you know, he definitely uses Simon's mental disability to his advantage to manipulate him more to, do his evil doings to kind of, so he can hide behind him, you know. So he makes Simon the face of everything that he's doing Again, of I these crimes. Someone, yeah, using someone else's face. I but mean, at the so same time, you could tell that the brother loves Simon. He yeah. has a weak spot for him because he hasn't gotten rid of him. You know, it seems like at times Simon may be a distraction or um, what's the word? He's um well, he's a liability. Yeah. Basically, he can he easily can be the one to to make the plans go to shit and and not make it work, you know. So, but for whatever reason, he's just, you know, I feel like it's also um like they say that the twin like twins have this connection, like this unseen like kind of cosmic connection that only twins can have, you know. Brianna, you want to chime in on this? <laughs> uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, my sisters are are twins. And they're identical twins. So they they I think they they do. I think they 
I think they do. They have this kind of, you know. They have their own conversation. Hey, don't play. It, it, I think it's that's true to some sort of extent. You know, they shared. I mean, I say that jokingly, but I'm pretty sure they have a similar mind. It's, you know, to that degree to where they can kind of maybe ultimately come up with the same idea, even if it's not discussed. I mean, there's been certain instances that I can give examples, but I'm just, I'm not, because they're not my examples to give. I'll give one that's not really like, it's not personal, I'm saying so much, but recently their birthday last year, we went to, shut up, no, (laughs) they went to, we went to dinner for their birthday and they ended up getting each other the exact same gift, but just different colors. They got each other the same kind of like combat boots, style boots, um, but just in different colors and they didn't even know that they won or the other was getting them for them. So it's just one of it's just those things, those type of things, you know. Um so yeah, so he captures um Detective Marshall captures Simon, uses him against his brother to get um to him to to release Laura. Um and let's see. So fortunately Rachel is freed. Um Marshall tells the mentally disabled twin to hug his brother, which this is kind of fucked up too. Yeah. I mean, it's just sad because it's not Simon's fault. He doesn't know what that what he's doing is wrong. Yeah, he doesn't really have a concept of No, right and you mind. could tell that these brothers do love each other in some sort of fucked up, you know, like way because of how they were brought up, you know, clearly they weren't brought up in the best circumstances, obviously, you know. Um, so Simon complies and goes to hug his brother and causing both the brothers to fall through the ice with their weight. And, um, the old, the, the Simon's trying, they're both trying to obviously survive. It's clear that Simon doesn't know how to swim and the the other brother's trying to like, you know, get free, but Simon is freaking out. And he's grabbing onto his brother. As you do when you're drowning, you're trying to grab onto anything and whatever you can to keep yourself from drowning. And and so that's keeping the brother from being able to escape. And they both drown together. It's really sad. I mean, it's like, yay, the brother, the bad guy gets it. But at the same time, it's like you still have kind of like a soft spot for Simon. Because it's not his fault. You know, it's he's being taken advantage of because of his mental disability. Um, so they're able to, you know, free Laura, they free Rachel, and afterwards, Laura reads a letter from Cooper thanking her for all that she has done, um, even though Cooper died, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and it turns, you come to find out too, um, towards the end of the movie, that um, Cooper, the reason why he turned into this, he w- went from a former judge to, you know, a vigilante and doing what he did with Laura, you know, in, in capturing these predators is because I believe one of the predators that he might have put away, I think, his family, his wife and daughter were victims of kind of like a, retaliation uh, which i i feel like that's like a common thing 
and that's one of the things like not a work hazard but target on your back you're putting away these bad guys and you make a lot of enemies you know so that's kind of where that's his little backstory they didn't really get too much into it but you know they gave you enough to kind of figure it out that obviously that's what led him to this life of kind of rogue yeah in a way (laughs) um so yeah um marshall visits his daughter faye with rachel um, which kind of indicates that him and Rachel have entered into some kind of relationship. There's always been this kind of lingering, you know, have they, have they not tire movie, like they started it, but then like Marsh Marshall throughout the movie has like the struggling, his own demons to deal with. Like, I guess he's just hit some kind of like depression, you know, part like just this time of his life where he's just, he went through a divorce, you know, he's struggling to have a relationship with his daughter, you know, he's working this tireless job, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's just in his own little funk as well at, during this movie. And it's clear that him and, Rachel have a connection, they had a connection, and he's just not sure, like, how to pursue it even further, and especially in the midst of this horrible case. Um, So, yeah, that is A Night Hunter. It's, like I said, you just have to watch it. It's a really, really good movie. They they do it really, really well. I'm sure there are um, parts of the movie that we may have missed. Um, cause wasn't there like a storage unit? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting pictures or maybe I'm getting memories from a different movie. I try to, I try, for those of you who don't know, I try to keep like, have like a, a reference to in case I get off track or just to, to, um, guide me when I'm doing these reviews and discussions, especially just to remind myself of like key points or, you know, really funny scenes or really dramatic scenes. Because I want to provide you with all the information, but sometimes Wikipedia and IMDb let me down, <laughs> I, so I have to fill in the gaps. Yeah, I, I can't remember a storage unit, but I'm afraid you might be getting Nathan Fillion mixed up in like castles. You might be picturing like an episode of Castle where they open a storage unit. I don't know. Because how did they find the files? The um, again during the bomb thing. Didn't they find like an old storage unit? Yeah, like an archives. But they can only get in because somebody stole someone's key card. Oh, that's right. Okay, it's just all more part of the Simon twin brother master plan. And whether we alluded to it or not, uh, it has been a little bit of time since we've seen this movie. So our, you know, our own recall is a little askewed. Um, Like I said, our, our son was only like a week old at that point and now he's three months and i always know like at any time we watch a movie um and i just add it to my list of movies that i want to do a review and discussion about um which you really need to get into the habit of re-watching them i was i wasn't to a good habit of re-watching them just to refresh my memory and everything like that and i was taking notes but 
I really need to get back into that. Um, Ultimately, I blame Victor, you know, our son, just for making us watch so many episodes of Ryan's World and Paw Patrol over and over again that you're lucky that I'm not saying, oh, yeah, and then Henry Cavill had to stop Mayor Humdinger from taking the... (laughs) The puppies, uh, dog treats away. Just intertwining different, like... And then Ryan showed up with Thor. Yeah, it's... You know, your kids just take over the TV. They take over everything. But that's okay, because you love them. They're little tiny human beings that you love so much, and you can't imagine your life without them, but at the same time, they're just, like... Just kidding. Biggest nuisance. No, they just take over everything. Um, no, we love our kids. They're the best. Um, but yeah, it's just hard to have to watch what you want unless they're asleep or taking a nap or, you know, at daycare and yeah, no, it's so, yeah. But anyways, um, that was the night hunter. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion and review. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it uh, because it is a really, really good suspenseful psychological thriller um, just to add to the list of many good psychological thrillers. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. Like, I, maybe it's it's been a while, but I compared maybe to Seven, like just kind of in the concept of like there is a serial killer out there and they're trying to like... It's just really like, it's just they make the bad guy just really really bad like it's just oh it's it, i don't know it's just it does something all right um and before we go let's get into some um trivia did you know um information kind of like fun facts um so Alexandra Daddario, who plays Rachel, Nathan Fillion, and Stanley Tucci all appeared in Percy Jackson, The Sea of Monsters, which is a nice and wholesome family movie to watch. <laughs> Nothing like this it's movie. A great palate cleanser. For <laughs> yeah, so I don't know about you, but anytime I watch, like, growing up, anytime, not so much now, but, like, growing up when I watched a really good, like, suspenseful thriller or like horror movie or just really scary you know movie that gets that just gives you the heebie-jeebies I'd always have to um watch like a funny movie or just like a happy movie right afterwards I I was always so confused when yeah we watched something you know I, I I can't even think of like one that actually scared you like relatively recently but I always remember you like okay let's watch Young Frankenstein now yeah, something like, funny, so familiar cool. that I love, you know, and uh, some of my friends are like that, too. My my uh, best friend was like that, too. Anytime like, she doesn't like scary movies, but she'll watch a scary movie for me. I'll like get I'll pick like a really good one. And then she's like, OK, but we have to watch a, a fun movie afterwards because it always like be at night, you know, and so you don't want that to be like the last thing you watch and then you go to bed and you're like, ah, nightmares or whatever. Now you can't fall asleep because you're thinking about it like actually happening. So yeah, I don't know if we watched a movie after this, like a happy movie. I'm sure we did, but it just maybe we did just go back to watching Ryan's World (laughs) for for our son. Um, But Simon showed up in the background looking at the Oh my gosh, stop it. Okay. Oh, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're going to watch this movie, watch it. It's really, really good. But if you're like me and you need to watch a happy movie, I definitely recommend watching like a positive, 
uplifting movie um after after it especially if you're gonna watch it like late at night or something you know at least fall asleep to a happy movie (laughs) um and then let's see what else the movie was first titled originally titled nomis n-o-m-i-s which is simon backwards um the name of the killer but it's not technically the name of the killer because you don't really know the name of the other stepbrother or the the twin brother so it doesn't really say that he was trying to like he was the one doing all that he was just part of it but anyways whatever that's probably why they didn't name it no miss because that's sorry that's just stupid i don't think the movie would have gotten as much attention there's uh an infamous bad movie called Troll 2 and the whole gimmick is that like this family goes out and they go to a town called uh, Nilbog which the whole thing is like the kid finds out that it's goblin spelt backwards um, yeah that's that's immediately what I think of I mean I, th- I think there's certain names and there's certain movies that like they can do those play on words to make it very clever you know like there's certain songs like on a record that if you play backwards, it's like, oh, it says, you know, I love the devil or something like that, you know, or what is it like in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and he finds the um, what's his name's um, diary. Um, Tom, Tom Riddle. Yeah. And then he like spells it and it's like, I am Lord Voldemort. And it's like, oh my God. Like, it was there all along. All along. You know, it's like one of those where it's like, oh, darn it. I should have seen it. But no. And it's like, oh, good one. But yeah, it wasn't one of those moments. <laughs> Far from it. Um, but anyways, so um, yeah, that's that little bit of information. So yeah, there's that bit of information. It's they don't have a lot of like fun facts, but again, why would you for a horror movie? Um, Suspense. Or- yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I guess the other information for that is that this is Sir. That was Sir Ben Kingsley's second movie shot in Winnipeg, because that's where the movie was located. Um, his first time in Winnipeg was when he was filming "You Kill Me." Not too familiar with that movie at all. So, if you know it great if not then yay yeah no and i'm gonna slowly start kind of well this <laughs> sounds horrible i'm gonna slowly start getting back to drinking because <laughs> 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 of course you know my podcast is called happy hour of Victabulous, and i know the first in the beginning like you like when I was first getting this podcast started, I, you know, have a drink and I introduced a new concoction and you would help me, you know, with certain drinks and all that stuff, theme, just, um, theme drinks. But of course, you know, like I said, I just had a baby and I'm breastfeeding. So you kind of, it's kind of hard to, um, like you can have, I can have an alcoholic beverage every once in a while, but at the same time, it's just easier to not to. <laughs> yeah, so this um, episode's been brought to you by Quaker Oats uh, Instant Oatmeal. <laughs> and water and water you know you got to stay hydrated um but i have been not to say that i have been drinking or i'm getting back into drinking but i think you know i'll take this opportunity when i do recordings to indulge and and have a drink you know i'm not going to get all crazy and be mixing a bunch of shit and um but i will be you know enjoying a glass of wine here or there or another form of you know cocktail so i will let you know 
Now, this part, uh, I don't want to say away from giving birth, but what is the drunkest you've been? Since giving birth, I haven't been drunk. No? No. no. I felt That's buzzed. Yeah, well, it was off of, um, I think it was that Snoop Dogg wine that we had for yeah. dinner. Yeah, because it was really, really good, and it was like my first, like, I tried, it was a new wine, because I always, well, usually stick to Stella Rosa, so that one I think I indulged. I don't know. God, you're making me have to do research. Gosh. <laughs> it's the Living Wine label. Because I have the app that my friend sent me. So we can, because it's one of those, like, it's the Living Wine labels and it has Snoop Dogg and it has, like, different characters on the label, which if you have the app, you can download it. It's the Living Wine label app and you can, like, the the label will move it'll come to life and you'll see the person on their talk and give a little bit of information but i think it is like 99 crimes or something like that but that's the living wine label wines so if you haven't tried them go try them um they're really really good so yeah uh and let's see oh the next movie that we're going to be recording on um for next week all right so we're gonna do a little bit different i know i usually do like movies that i love and shows and all that stuff but we're gonna do a little bit different we're gonna mix it up a bit i'm gonna throw in a freaking curveball throwing a monkey wrench god shut up okay (laughs) yeah you can know what you could say that um so i want to do it was just a bad movie it was. I got my hopes up. Like the trailer, they did a good job with the trailer, making it think it was about something else entirely. And then you watch this movie, and it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, it's Shadow in the Cloud. It was on Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, I was just looking through, you know, the free movies section of it, or Amazon Prime, just trying to, you know, watch a new movie. And this was just one of them that let me down. I'm sure you can relate, you know, the the cover looks good, the the title sounds pretty great, like, ooh, shadow in a cloud, ooh, what, what's shadow? Like, they could have done so much better, and then it just went left field. It, you did, and it went left field, and you didn't miss much. I was really disappointed. I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, come on now. Um, it was just a waste of acting, too. Like, you didn't really need to put in that much emotion into this. <laughs> like, no. Um, so basically, <laughs> like, watch the trailer and then watch the movie and you're like, fuck, the trailer has nothing to do with, like, the whole, like, no. Like, if they're trying to, like, throw you through a loop, you did. But now I'm fucking pissed because you made me waste, like, how many, how long is this movie? Like, an hour? An hour? 23 minutes. Wow. And they said it's rated R. It's not fucking rated R. It's whatever action horror war no like oh gosh just kill me now um (laughs) so it's starring chloe grace moretz she was originally she made her breakthrough in um kick ass yeah she was pit girl yeah um but this and it has nick robinson in it and he was in um love simon and jurassic world he's the older brother and I just think it's a waste of both of their talent. Especially when you've seen them in much better movies. Like, come on now. Really? Really? 
So it's basically a female W um W W I I. Brianna, take that part out. It's a no, no. It's a female World War II pilot traveling with the top secret. See, the stupidity is coming out onto me, into me. Like it's just, uh, it's so stupid. So I mean, if you're gonna announce it, you should probably do it like that. Um, but it's a World War II female pilot traveling with the top secret documents. It's not even fucking documents. Oh, I wanted to spoil it so bad. But anyways, she's traveling on a B-17 flying fortress, encounters an evil presence on board the flight. See, it sounds so great. Like when it's just even that, like it just sounds good. And then you 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 um, watch the trailer. And it's like, oh, it's like, you know, World War II female pilot, which isn't heard of because, you know, it's, well, but still, it's like, you know, female empowerment. And yeah, I can, you know, that whole, you know, Rosie the Riveter type of thing, you know, that's the feeling I was getting. I was like, oh, yeah, let's watch this. And then it was completely like, got ass raped. It was just like. No, and uh, I guess it's the perfect kind of, you know, hint towards it, but um, in that wonderful Steven Spielberg film um, came out in like 1980... Yeah, 1980s. 80s. Um, but uh, it's about this fuzzy, wonderful little creature by the name of Gizmo. Yeah, it's uh, Gremlins. They reference, they reference uh, one of the characters in there being a pilot from World War II who refers to it as WWII. So... I was trying to, I'm oh, trying to help, you know, save face really? there. Yeah. Well, you're the one who fell asleep, so. Well, yeah, but I like World War II, which, you know, I'm a guy. I guess that happens when you turn 30, like, four things happen. You get really good at smoking meats. You love learning about World War II. Um, things start sagging in the wrong places. Okay. And, anyways, you're fired. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, it's just... That's what it's about, but there's so much more to it, and yeah, it's just stupid. Like, I don't, gosh. Like, they're trying to do, like, this whole female empowerment type of, type of thing, but then there's other stuff that you'll find out that just happens, and you're like... It, it turns the heroine into, like, the hapless female multiple times. It's just stupid. Like, they do it wrong. Like, I understand where they're trying to go with it, or at least I'm trying to understand, but then it's just... Oh. God, it just pisses me off. I wasted so much time on this movie. I was so invested. Can you start recording now? Because you're all fired up. No, no. I got to save this passion and 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 passion. <laughs> I just got to save it. I'll, 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 I'll tone it down and just lock it up. And I'm locking it up right now. And throwing it away. <laughs> and I'm going to just save it for when we do this discussion next week. So... Please look forward to that. But at the same time, I'm sorry because it's such a letdown. If you do watch it, I do apologize. But I need you to be on the same level with me. I mean, yeah, do yourself the favor. Watch it because it is terrible. If you have like an hour and 23 minutes to waste, then yeah, just waste just, it just on that. On, do your homework, you know. Yeah, it's one of those ready. where, yeah, just. You don't have to actually watch it. Watch it. You know, you're doing laundry, whatever. Yeah. You know, you're doing crafts, yeah. crocheting. Put it on in the background. Exactly. You know, white noise. It's not worthy of your full attention. But you'll understand it enough, and you'll just get where I'm coming from. So, with that, we say goodbye, farewell, and hope you guys have a good week. 
and um, just wanted to throw it out there because I'm, it just came to my mind, but congratulations to the 2021 graduates. Yay. Yay. You did it. And all through a pandemic, which is really, it really is. That's, a, that's a major feat. So. I mean, no, I want to talk no, but we're not going to get into it. So we're just going to leave you with that. So enjoy. And uh, we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.